Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, in The Pew is my co-host and Cohort Victor Adams. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited today. I'm looking forward to this topic. It's a good topic. Do you know what it is? Yes, I, I got the uh, the memo beforehand, which is awesome. Who sent you that? You're supposed to come in here without well, any knowledge ahead of time. So <laughs> I did have notes, but of course I didn't have time to go back to my house to get the notes. That's okay. So like a dummy, I left the house without my notes, and so therefore here I am. That's all right. And uh, so I'm bouncing off you today. We'll get through this together, my friend. Okay. <laughs> much like the topic, marriage, right. right? That's what we're talking about today. That's something that uh, we've, we've talked about doing a show on for a while now. And, uh, you know, in our men's group and certainly in the travels that I've been doing over the last year, that's something that a lot of men struggle with. You know, guys love their wives. They love their families. But it's so hard sometimes for men to really defeat themselves in a way, right? Mm-hmm. The selfishness that we all have and and to really get over the hump of, of getting past my own selfish needs and desires and wants and truly being a gift and living for the other. And... That's where the key to marriage is, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Is, is you know, why is marriage hard, and, and what are some of the things that the saints have said, and and obviously there's verses in the Bible where Jesus and and, and other uh, folks in the Bible have spoken about the sacrament of marriage, right. but really want to talk about how important it is and getting it right, because that's how God, and we've talked about this before. That's how God chose to show His love to the world is through family, through marriage, through the coming together of a man and a woman, and and for the purpose of creation and love. And that it mirrors the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to get into today. So I know a lot of guys out there have talked about it. They've asked, hey, can you guys speak a little bit to this? And so we're going to try to do that to the best of our knowledge. I, I don't know that I'm the most qualified guy to talk about a, a great marriage. I think my wife would probably be shaking her head at me right now for, uh, <laughs> for trying to tackle the well, subject. The thing is, you got thing about marriage and about a relationship is that if one of the other has, has a good skill set mm-hmm. then the other can survive pretty well with the other one you know what i'm saying yeah. like, like i'm talking about skill set like so i was i was told by my mom the expectations of what it should be in a marriage right when i was young mm-hmm. you should help clean up wash the dishes set the table i mean she kind of taught me how to do these things right how to right. be domestic um and so guess what i developed a skill set of what cooking right mm-hmm. how to cook quite well because I knew that was an asset for me when I was dating, right? Sure. And so that's the same thing is that the the other person that comes to marriage may have the assets that or the benefits that you may lack, mm-hmm. and that's the cohesiveness of what keeps you together. Is you know obviously love and everything else, but the gifts is what I'm saying. Skill sets are, but the gifts that you bring towards each other. So you're saying your mind palace came with a cook? Is that what you're saying? I did. Well, sometimes Christy goes. She kind of looks at me like, "Where are you?" Uh, I'm, here like, you I'm right here. She's like, "No, you're there you not." Go. I've seen you cook. You do you do cook well. It's good food. But yeah, that's that's what I want to talk about today is just, you know, marriage is one of the sacraments and it's one of the most important sacraments we'll ever enter into. Um, you know, we should be the sacrament of Christ to each other in our marriage. You know, we, we should be um, sacrificing ourselves. And even, I mean, there's plenty of verses that talk about that, but you can go back to the to the, uh, to the the beginning in Genesis, Genesis 2.24. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And so often people today, we enter into marriage as if we're not doing it to become one flesh. We're doing it to sort of have a toe in the water, right? There's so many people today, and there's been articles written on it and polls taken on it, 
that as you see younger people are getting older and older and they're before they get married if they do it all and they're looking at it as if if i do get married you know when it doesn't work out that's okay i can just get rid of it and either go back to being single or marry someone else marriage has become almost disposable in our culture um it's lost its sacredness and we're seeing so much of the world all this stuff we see around us with pornography and adultery and just the loss of moral values and families and and everything kids growing up and doing whatever they want and not being raised in the church and all these things are becoming of that because when we go to marriage we're not going all in you know when and, and i was the same way i failed my wife miserably we've talked about that on the show plenty of times you know i don't want to beat a dead horse but you know i entered into it and didn't really see what i was signing up for for better and for worse and for and for to treat my wife better than i would ever treat myself and and i went through my marriage for a very long time living only for myself and it almost ruined the whole thing thank god that i married a woman that was that was godly and who loved the lord and and uh and and was going to keep her vows to him and it's allowed us to heal through all of that but it's a major problem today that we're going into marriage with just this it, marriage has become instead of a a i do it's a will see hmm. you know and when you enter into any proposition any sort of commitment like that it's going to fail because it's got to be about, I'm in this for the long haul, I'm in this for the right reasons, and I'm in this because I want to be a gift in your life. Right. And what, you're, what you spouted upon earlier is sacrificial, right? Mm-hmm. A relationship we have in marriage is, is sacrifice, meaning that uh, I'm going to put behind myself what I think is important and focus on the individual that's with, with me. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I'm going to say, hey, how are you doing? Anything I can do? You know, is there something I can help you out with, right? Right. Um, because we don't communicate in a relationship it's not going to be very strong mm-hmm. and and like you said marriage is kind of like a relationship that god has with us mm-hmm. or god has um with his people or christ has with the church i mean sure. it, it mirrors that in a sense and you know even the uh the old prophet um old prophet hosea mm-hmm. remember if people are familiar with that story god commanded him as a judge to um to marry a prostitute mm-hmm. right i mean wow why you know why but god yeah. has his reasons because he said now, Hosea, now you know exactly how much I love Israel. You mm-hmm. know, even though they do all these things, they mistreat me, they don't, they don't think of me, they don't do anything for me, or they forget about me, I still love them. Mm-hmm. And Hosea's like, wow, okay. I, now I know what the covenant means. You know? Sure. And, and that's how we have to focus on sense of removing that sense of what Hosea was doing, but, but just to focus myself on the other individual mm-hmm. and not always have priority of myself in a relationship. No, and that you're exactly right. And there's a quote here from Mother Teresa that I found that speaks just to what you're talking about. She says, love to be real, it must cost, it must hurt, it must empty us of self. And that's what you're talking about. You know, and today, what, what Satan is trying to do is divide marriages because that's like we've said, that's how God cho- chooses to show his love to the world. Man, woman coming together, one flesh, to create a family, to create an other life. And, and, and the creators even let us partake in that process that's what's so beautiful about it but marriage is meant to image uh, the love of the father the son and the holy spirit and when we're not doing our part to to water it to nurture to nurture marriage when it's the last thing on the agenda right when we're we're too busy running kids to soccer practices and band stuff and doing all these other things and we forget about the one that we were given first the, the one that we were given to love that's when we start to have problems because we start to, the further we're pulled away from each other through all these distractions, the more we begin to rethink about myself, what I want, when I want it, how I want it. And when we start going back down that path, 
you see so many marriages split, whether it's because of pornography or something, or but but it becomes about me. And when it becomes about me, that's when marriages become in danger. And and we've got to we've got to be like Christ is. Like we've all we've heard this a million times and we read it. You know, that that Christ is the groom and the church is the, is his bride. And that we're supposed to love our bride like Christ loves the church. If we're not doing that every day, we're going to be in trouble of a failed marriage. And and that only that doesn't just affect us; that affects our children, that affects our church, that affects everything. Marriage is what is going to make the church grow in the world. It's what's going to it's it's our way of fighting back against the noise of the world to say, no, we're not buying into all that immorality and all this other stuff. We're gonna we're gonna stay in this unit that God put us together in and love each other and be a beacon of light in the world. Not just me, not just my wife, but us together and our children are going to be a sign of, of what God wants of the world. Right. What you're saying is kind of like remind me what Joshua said, you know, as for me and my household, we choose to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I'm, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but that's what we need to be. You know, we need to be cohesive uh, and as husband and wife and wife as husband mm-hmm. need to raise our kid in the catechesis of the Catholic Church but also to let them know that God is solely important in the family right you know and uh, because kids grow up and they go off their own and they may have a struggle a bit but if they're raised in the household that was strong a marriage that was strong in faith and they saw their parents devote themselves toward God then more most likely that child will also grow into an adult that does the same thing or seeks someone that's similar to uh, what they need in a, in a marriage as well. Right. Someone that's supportive and someone who's faithful in their faith. So, I mean, that's that's what er- I think every parent hopes that their children may find someone, that, one, that adores them, and two, that loves the Lord. Right. Well, and, and you're exactly right. You know, God has to be the center of our marriage. Yeah. It has to be. When I look back at mine and how how it was failing, and even after after, you know, everything that happened, I still wasn't getting the putting my wife first. I still was, I was out doing ministry things and all of that. But God was, he was at the center of my life, but he wasn't at the center of our life together. She was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. God has got to be the center of us coming together and doing things like praying. And and just when it, when the focus becomes there, then you get all of these qualities that the Christian life brings. Forgiveness, mercy, love, joy, happiness. When he's at the center and you know, Fulton Sheen talks about that in a quote I had from him as well. Speak it. Yeah. He yeah. said, I know it's your guy. I know it's <laughs> yeah. your guy. So <laughs> says, it takes three to make love, not two. You, your spouse, and God. Without God, people only succeed in bringing out the worst in one another. Lovers who have nothing else to do but love each other soon find there is nothing else. Without a central loyalty, life is unfinished. Mm. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. He's saying once, if, if God is in the center then it just there's it's it's not in the fullness of, of what it should be, and you're in danger of falling back into these things of it where it becomes about you. If we're always not focusing on God, and that's in our single in our life, no matter if you're married or not, or married, if the focus is always on us as individuals and not as is towards God if you're single or or the whole if you're married, then you're going to be in a, in, a, in terrible trouble because His graces pour out from that when you make Him the center. Your whole life, your family is going to be better and centered. I can attest to that today, that my family, even when we have our hiccups, even when we have our disagreements, even when, we, when I have, most of the time in the marriage, the failures, we can get through it because of the love and the grace that flows from the sacrament of marriage. And knowing at the end of the day that we both love the Lord, He loves us, and everything we do is to bring honor and glory to Him as a couple, as parents, and as, as, uh, as friends. 
So for individuals who are listening right now, who like say we're we've gone to a point where our marriage is quite healthy, but yet we still have to work on it. We mm-hmm. have to work on ourselves as well. So for those that are hearing this and saying that's what I want, what would be the first thing that they need to focus on? Well, I mean, you've got to start. It has to start with giving of self. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's putting each other first. You know, we've heard the verse so many times where, you know, and Paul explains from Genesis and Ephesians, he says, husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So husbands ought to also, also to love their own, sorry, I started. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife, his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall live his, leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. I apologize for all no the tongue twisters there. But it's exactly what you're asking. We've got to give ourselves up for our wives every day. You know, we hear this, and we've talked about it before. We hear this, i got to sacrifice for somebody, and that means we got to go jump on a landmine, right? Or we got to go push somebody out of the way of a creaning bus coming at our children and our wives. That's great. If it happens, that's certainly a form of sacrifice. But what Christ is, what Paul's talking about here, is we got to die every day in the little things, right? And it sounds stupid and it sounds cliche, but you know, if you're sitting in the den and you're watching something, it's something you've been looking forward to, and your wife comes in there and just you know she's wanting to look at somebody else, give her the, give her the remote. You know, if it's if it's I want to eat here, you know, how many times have you gotten in a fight with your family? I know I've done a million times about we're going to eat on a Friday night or something. Just saying, you know what? I don't care. And going to the place you hate and eating something you don't like because it makes your wife and your children happy. That's where you really got to start. And that's where we struggle. You know, we think that when we're having problems in our marriage, that it's always the other person's fault. That's where we go to, right? It can't be my fault. It can't be anything I'm doing wrong. It's got to be her because she's the one that's not understanding. She's the one that's not giving. She's the one that won't budge. And if we stop and we really think about that, it's normally, it's most of the time it's us. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's because we've stopped giving right that we're just we, we all get tired we all work hard every day we all have these things that go on in the world but when we get home that's got to be one of the most important things we do is go in that house with the mindset of it's time to give all right whatever's going on today in the world with my job and whatever i've given anywhere else i haven't done anything today if i haven't gone home and started giving to my wife and my children mm-hmm. that's where we got to start is to start getting out of this selfishness and just the only way you can do that is through prayer and through being cognizant of it, making it for you know, in the forefront of your mind all the time. How am I going to be a gift in the life of in my in the life of my wife today? That's where it's got to start. Right, and and we, we we want to be very careful. We don't transfer anxiety onto our kids because when we're upset and we disagree or we argue in front of our kids, or or two, they see us being distant and cold towards our spouse. Mm-hmm. Kids pick up on that, you know. Right. And like I so said, you want a healthy marriage also brings healthy kids, uh, healthy children. And so we, as husbands, we have to be very careful because when we walk in that door, all eyes are going to be on us. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids are going to happy to see us. And like you said, one time when you come in, you focused on every, you know, for Allison and Caitlin and Jacob is, and, and Angela, I mean, your time is there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're going to spend time with each one of them knowing that they're important in your life. And kids love that. I mean, they seek that from their parents. Yeah. And that's where, and that's the other important thing. Mm-hmm. When you come in, you have to realize or we have to realize, first of all, we're all looking to be happy and joyful and all these things. And we've talked about it a million times. Watching the game, all those things that you think are going to make you happy, they will never make you as yeah. happy as giving your time to your wife and children. Right. And yes, at first, it, it hurts because you're selfish and this is what you've done all your life. And 
Well, this is what you want to do. Sometimes you just get to the point where you're like, I'm tired of just doing anything for it. I just want to be doing what I want to do. But it's in those moments when you can push through and you can say, you know what? I'm never going to be as happy as I am making my children and my wife happy. And I know it sounds crazy, but we have to get past that. It's just like a fight. You know, all these fights that we get in, these petty fights. I can't tell you how many times that I've gone in there and I know when I open my mouth what's going to happen. And we, and sure enough, it does because I, it's, it's about me, right? I have to get my point across. I have to I have to get my point of view. I have something to say and dang it, you're going to listen to it. And you start all that mess and you wind up in a, in a fight and things that can go on and on when all you had to do is go, you know what? Is it really important what I have to say? Is it is it that important to cause what's going to cause in this house? It's going to upset the children. It's going to cause, upset my wife. It's going to be about me at the end of it. It's going to be stupid. I've done this a thousand times. But the devil is always sitting there with that cattle prod behind you going like, yeah, say this, say that. Yeah, you should be heard. You you provide the money. You do this. You do that. All those things that we hear. We've got to mature as men. That's the other part of it is maturity is to realize, you know what? I don't have to fight this fight. Right. And we got to stop. Uh, taking score of who's right and who's right, wrong. Right, exactly. It's it. not going to win. Even if you have the most uh, correct behavior or, or speeches or everything should, is says, yes, you're right, mm-hmm. what are you going to win? You're well, not gonna win that's exactly right. Yeah. What, if your kids are, are sent to their room and yelled at for nothing they've done, doors are slammed, your wife's in another room crying, and you're mad at the world, what have you accomplished by winning? Is that winning? I don't call that winning. No. Mm. I call that everybody losing. And that's, and that's something that men just, we have this innate thing that we I mean, selfishness and immaturity and all that we have to fight in the marriage well, the necessity to be to be right right yeah. and and, and I, i'll tell you what i have won my wife over and i don't mean like i want to my side or anything like that but i have seen so much more progress in my marriage by doing the things we're talking about than i ever have by trying to pro- prove my point by browbeating or talking until she's just finally submits or any of that it's by just giving and then eventually even if there is some selfishness on the other side of, of our wives. I mean, we're all prone to it. That subsides because they see, wow, he's giving. Like all he's doing, no matter what, he's still trying to give. He's still trying to work on this. And that's what it's got to do. We've always got to be working towards our marriage and, and always putting the other first. And I know it sounds like we're saying the same thing over and over on the show, but I don't know how to talk about how to, how to have a better marriage than to, to sacrifice self constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, all of these things that we hear, be subservient. You know, all of these things. Jesus is telling us, I mean, look what he did. He came to earth not to live, but to die. He came to die for us. Everything he did was to sacrifice himself for us because he loved us so much. And that's what Paul's calling us to. If you really want the fullness and the and the beauty of marriage, then start to die. And do it every day as many times as you can. You know, and the thing is, we think, well, if I do that, then I'm the only one giving. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one... What, what's going to happen to me? Poor old me. I'm the one that never gets what I want. I'm telling you, if you can get past that that voice in your head, you're going to be happier than you've ever been. Because when people are, are receiving that love and those gifts, they can do nothing else but want to be a gift in their lives to you. And everyone's happy. It becomes this circle of just, of, of just repeating love yeah. over and over right. again. And it starts by giving of self. I mean, that's where it has to start. Yeah. And what, what you talked about also is like from Crescio, it teaches, you know, I am third. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's God the Father, my you know, and then it's my spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, you know, you, right? So therefore, you should never be above what? God. And you should never be above your spouse. Right. And, and when you work in that direct order, 
of serving, but of loving and of giving. Man, you talk about things just working out. I mean, it really does. It really does. Even though, even though you may not want to eat, get, get get steak night or whatever, you know, or the littlest things that now we look at and we go, well, why did I spend so much time being aggravated about that, not getting my way? Well, no, it it just it dis it disappears. The right. importance of it just totally disappears because it's it's not relevant anymore. Right. And how often do we, you know, it, it's so funny. We've been doing a lot of stuff in the study group lately of of you know going to the soup kitchen and feeding homeless or making homeless bags or going and doing all these things serving right but and we do that as a, as a culture and as a church we run out and we do all this for other people but so many times we fail to do the same thing within our own home right and it's hard to see that it's up close it's it's right in your face and, and sometimes you don't see the forest from, because of the trees but what I've learned over the last six months of my life is I can go out and I can speak to all these people and I can talk to men and hope that they're going to go home and be better husbands and better fathers and better friends and all that. But if I didn't do, if I'm not doing that in my own life, then I've failed at all of it. If I'm failing at home, I'm failing in every aspect of my life. Because as a man, that's God. That's my first responsibility that God gave me. You're going to get married, then you better be ready to take care of the family that I give you. That's what you're. I mean, look at Joseph. The, we've talked about him before. His humility. He doesn't even have a word in the Bible. All he did was sacrifice to take care of Mary the way that he was supposed to and, 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 and the things that God asked of him. He was a, the consummate father. And that's what we're called to be is we've got to be this gift all the time, putting them first. And, and it's got to start in our own homes. All this other stuff we're doing, if we're not doing this at home, if we're not cultivating our marriages, um, then, then guys, we're on, a, we're on a path to destruction. Right. We really are. And you know, and I and I fail at it all the time. I've been I have tried and tried again to to establish a date night. You know, we've got a friend, uh, Mike Bishop. Everybody in the world knows him as Bish. Probably half the people well, on the show yeah. have heard of him or know him. And he <laughs> one thing that I admire about him is every Wednesday night, he's he's got a date night with his wife, and it doesn't matter. He turns his phone off, and he's it's it's their night. I mean, no matter what. And and I really admire that because it's hard. Now he's got some children that are older now the house, and they've got some more time. He's retired. But it's a call to that. Even if it's just 30 minutes a day, we talk about that in the Rise membership and the Rise Rule for Life uh, with Cardinal is one of the things we ask men to do in the in the spousal relationship is find 30 minutes a week minimum to just sit with your wife. Whether that means going on a date, you don't always have to go spend money. Go walk around the block. Go to the nearest park. You know, shut the door to the bedroom and sit there and have a conversation. But whatever. But give your wife the time she deserves because that's what happens in marriage is we get so busy with all the other stuff that's going on. We got to keep up with the Joneses and our kids got to be in eight different sports each. And then, you know, we got to, then we're doing our own ministry things because right. we think we're failing if we're not out busy every night doing some kind of check mark for the check in the box for the church. But no, we've got to call ourselves back into this just sitting and being still with those that we love and getting to know our kids just simply our wives and our children going, what, how was your day today? If, if men are honest, or if we're honest on the show right now, and you stop and think, wherever you are, if you're driving, whatever, you know, think about when's the last time I sat down with my child and looked him in the eye, or my wife, and said, how was your day? Like, what happened in your life? So often we come in and we're ready to spew about everything that went on in our, in our life, but we're not ready to receive. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to be ready to receive in all aspects of our marriage and our family life. Right. It's almost like you, gotta, you be wise in how you choose your legacy. It's not about what you've done in your life. It's about mm-hmm. how you leave your life. Yeah. How do you leave your family? Right. That's the legacy you want to focus on is those kids and your wife. Well, and that's one thing I admire about you. I mean, I'll sit here and I want to talk about you for a second. I mean, we we spent a lot of time together. 
And it, and I'm amazed by the things you do for your wife. I mean, if we're going to go somewhere and there's going to be alcoholic beverages, I mean, you might have one and you're putting it down to take, I mean, just, mm-hmm. just to make sure that your family gets home okay. Like, you're always, everything you're doing, you're opening the car door, you're, you're, everything is always about them. And it's something that I aspire to. I wish, you know, I've told Angela this before, I want to be the type husband Victor is. And I'm not saying that just to embarrass you on the right, air. You got to talk to Christy too because you got the cliff notes and <laughs> well, but but, <laughs> I, but training. the thing is, there's I see, training involved, by the way. But <laughs> I see the effort. I hear you. I bet, yeah. <laughs> I bet there is. But I see the effort, and it's it, we don't see that in so many people. I mean, in, in in the world today, and so I mean that's that's how our marriage and having a good marriage can affect and 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 change the world, right? When people see all these people out there now, they're going, "Why would you want to be married? I don't want to be married. I want to, I want to do what I want all my life, and I want to have all this stuff." Not to you know, let's it's skip so past empty. Them. That's so empty right. living now. Well, we're really gonna skip is. past the part when they're forty five and they go, "What right. did I do with my life?" Yeah. But to be that light and that example in the lives of others to say, "Wow, there is something more." There's something that comes out of that marriage and that, and it's the same way when we're living our, our life for Christ, we're putting Christ first, and we have that joy of that. That's the same thing when we're living marriage right, and it's something that I'm just now coming to know. I mean, there's so many times where I have to stop myself where, you know, something's said I don't like, or or sometimes we perceive things are to be said in a way that they're not, and I want to fire back, and I have to stop and go, you know what? No, like, this is, I know where this is going. And this isn't good for us. It's not good for the children. And I just need to be, just you know, say the yes, ma'am, or the I or under, the I understand, right? Or not say anything, yeah. right? <laughs> Sometimes silence is our best friend in a marriage, but but we've got to get to that point where we are truly living for the other, and 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 just fight back this culture of divorce and and, and putting others first. And we do that by exemplifying our marriage and our lives. So, you know, another thing that, that John Paul II said that I really thought was something awesome, and I know we're coming to the close of the show here, is he said, love is never something ready-made, something merely given to man and woman. It is always at the same time a task which, which they are set. Love should be seen as something which in a sense never is, but is always becoming. And what becomes depends on the contribution of both persons and the depth of their commitment. Mm. I mean, that puts a focus on everything we've talked about today. We've got to try. We've got to commit. We've got to put the other first every day in our lives. And our yeah. So as we close out the show, guys, just when you go home tonight, do what you can for your wife. Put her first. Make that something that you commit to in your life. So why don't we pray about that right now? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, marriage is not only a sacrament, but a total gift born of your love. It allows us to join in the creative process and to truly learn what it means to die to self. Help us to always put our wives and our children first. And Father, bless and protect our love and our marriages so that nothing can separate that which you have joined. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.